0: It is 7 in the dang morning. Here's what's trending now on Weei and WEI.com. An Atlantic Division team is loaded up for the Stanley Cup playoffs, and that team is the Florida Panthers in a busy Saturday for the division leaders. GM Dale Talon added forwards Yuri Hoodler, Teddy Purcell, and defenseman Jakub Kindle in three separate trades. Hoodler had 31 goals a season ago for the Flames. Purcell had a 24-goal season back in 2012, and Kindle is not very good. The Bruins, meanwhile, continue to have discussions with Louis Erickson's camp about a possible contract extension ahead of Monday's trade deadline. According to our friend Elliot Friedman of Hockey Night in Canada, the Kings, Ducks, Wild, Stars, Blues, and Lightning have all contacted Bruins GM Don Sweeney about a possible trade for Erickson. Bees will play their final game before the deadline, when they host the Bolts at TD Garden today at 6.30, the Lightning and Bruins both have 74 points in the season and sit second and third in the Atlantic, respectively. The Panthers are in action against the Wild, but with a Panthers loss, the winner of today's Bees-Lightning game will trail Florida by just two points. Basketball, the Celtics defeated the Heat Saturday at the Garden. They'll host the Jazz on Monday. Sunday skate begins next. I'm DJ Bean, and that's what's trending on WEEI and
1: WEEI.com. Lace them up, cause it's time for the Sunday skate.
2: This is the Sunday skate on Sports Radio WEI. a comprehensive look at the bees from deep inside the organization to the ice and beyond. Brought to you by your Boston area Mercedes-Benz dealers, AT&T, Wise Snacks, and Star Market. Now let's get it going with ESPN's Joe McDonald, Pete Blackburn, and WEEI.com's DJ Bean.
0: Yeah, Sunday Skate, WEI seven oh two, Sunday morning, Ken Laird, Pete Blackburn, Matt
1: Loper, Dave Bean, Joey Mac somewhere. What up, world? What's up guys? Howdy. Putting the dead in deadline. What's that? Putting the dead in deadline this morning, seven AM sharp.
0: Yes, yes, something to that effect. Uh welcome to, to Sunday Skate, the voice you just heard, or the voices you just heard, I should say, are those of Ken Laird and Pete Blackburn. Um, DJ Bean, so now I've done two introductions. Uh, NHL trade deadline tomorrow. Big divisional game for the Bruins today. But I think the uh, the thing that the guy on everyone's mind remains Louie Erickson. And uh, as you can read on com, I've written 21 thoughts on number 21. And uh, the first is that at some point in our lives, we won't talk about Louis Erickson every second of every day. But it's all Louie all the time this morning on Sunday Skate, so... Give us your calls, 617-779-7937. You can uh, jump into the live chat. Pete's in there. I'm in there. I think Ken's in there. You can make fun of us. Do whatever you want to do on there. You can hit us up on the Twitter. And, uh, yeah, it uh, should be should be a fun two hours this morning. Uh, let's start with Erickson. Um, most recent we've heard is that the sides continue to have an open dialogue and ongoing conversations. That's that's what, I've, what I have continue to to hear from all parties involved and to me that makes it sound like oh we can talk to each other if we want to but uh it hasn't it's not happening to the point where they're really moving enough uh to accommodate one another so for me i'm just hearing the clock tick louder and louder and louder without without anything happening so uh i would say that i'm pessimistic that anything gets done but you know a little over a day here. There's still time for for
1: the sides to budge. You guys get a sense that Louis' camp is insulted by their offer. I mean, the the one report was initially, as you said, at Christmas time they had one extended for what a three year deal. It was a three year deal. The money wasn't huge, which is is kind of a low ball, right? I mean, you, you, yeah. I would imagine his agent was not pleased. They didn't speak for several months. Now they got one up to four. It's, it's well, this just... is
0: also the same agent who wasn't sending counter offers to the Bruins when they were submitting uh, their offers for Dougie Hamilton. And uh, in the Bruins' defense, I know I gave them a lot of guff for those negotiations, but the Bruins weren't sending low ball, bad offers. They were sending like legitimate, we're afraid of an offer sheet. Please sign a contract now. Here's a good offer. And obviously, because of the Dougie thing, they, there was just no counteroffers because Dougie wasn't interested in signing. But uh, yeah, I think, that, I think that that's very feasible that the offers that the Bruins have been sending to this point. Th- three years in general wasn't going to get it done unless they were offering what yeah if you
2: if you get three years you have to offer him like 8 million dollars right. a yeah, year yeah exactly like
0: <laughs> we want to make Louie the highest paid forward in the NHL here's a three year offer uh so that i think was kind of a a low starting off point but you know you you got to start somewhere i'm sure that bigger deals have uh have started uh, further apart than where the Bruins and Ericsson's camp may have uh, started. And look, they've they've since moved to four years. Uh, I think, and I haven't been told this, I don't think that Ericsson takes anything under five. But another thing we have to consider is, so we, we, we've put it out there, and a lot of people have put it out there, that they're not close on term or AAV. And the thing that we zero in on is the term because that's what we know. We know that it was three and that the Bruins have bumped it up to four. If they're also a part on AAV, that's a really big thing. And AAV, for for those who uh, don't know, is average annual value because he's not going to be 40 during this deal. It's basically the cap hit of the deal. Erickson currently makes four and a quarter. He wants between high fives and high sixes, depending on the length of the deal. So if you're offering four years, then it's probably got to be north of six, right? And we don't even know if they're at six or if they're at 5.75. If the sides are admitting that they're not very close on the money, then my guess is they're not offering close to six or or close to 5.75. So that's another thing to consider. It's, It's not as simple as... They the Bruins offered three. We don't want it. Okay, now we offer four. It's all right. The money's got to be there as well. Right.
1: Yeah. You know, and you mentioned Bobby Ryan's contract with Ottawa on one of that the was previous actually shows. You, you you brought yeah you brought that up to me. Well, so. he's a little younger. He got seven years and fifty million. So yeah. I'm sure if you're Erickson's age and you're thinking, hey, I'm in that ballpark. I'm, I'm you know I'm as productive as Bobby Ryan and a certain top six winger. I the thing to me would be uh, are the Bruins overreacting to past cap hell. Because that is
0: So that's the column I've actually wanted to write once the Bruins trade Erickson. Yeah. <laughs> like if if they trade him, that's going to be a question that's that's worth asking because at first, Sweeney takes over for Shirelli, and it's a really good point that you raise. Uh Sweeney takes over for Shirelli, and he kind of wants to be his own guy. He then goes out and trades a very young star player and then signs a player at the bottom of his roster to too rich a deal. <laughs> so not off to a great start. And not being Shirelli, but I think that Sweeney has, uh,
1: wants to give off a kind of vibe of, I won't be taken advantage of the way the last guy was. And, and they flat out said Cam Neely and some of the guys in, nego- in in signing a new GM. They had about a month there after they fired Shirelli. We want a cap management general manager. They brought a lot of guys in. I'm sure they asked a ton of financial questions. So it was like, I'm sure hanging over Don Sweeney's head, hey, I've got to be fiscally responsible here in my. First year in the term, which which is great, but it's not like they have a bunch of bottom six guys they're overpaying anymore, right? They've got a young crop coming up.
0: Well, can, well I mean, you can fit four top Kelly's six wingers. Kelly's is gone, right? Yeah,
1: so that's coming off the books next year. It's not unreasonable to have Martian Bergeron, a million in Dead Money,
0: com- or nearly three million in dead money coming off because you got the two seven five roughly that you're given to LA for Lucic, the nine hundred sixty nine thousand that is uh, in bonus overages. So yeah, that's. You have the money to sign Erickson. That's the one. I. I can't stress this enough. Right. If you want to sign Erickson, you can. It's not a case of, oh, if they sign Erickson, they won't be able to sign Martian. No, 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 no. You can do both. It's just a matter of, do you want to be.
2: Paying him for the next five or six years,
0: exactly. Which,
1: ironically, he's the only guy that's played every game this season. You know, some people brought up his durability. Oh, I think he's such
0: a. Someone already gave me Guffer. I posted this Erickson thing really late last night, and people are already either telling me it's it's excellent, which believe it or not, some people have, or people are saying typical DJ whatever, saying that Erickson because I wrote that the Bruins are whether or not any of them are good right now, they're loading up on wings. Right, they got Hayes who. I don't think any of us think he's in a top-six discussion, but they've got him. Um, they've got Bolesky younger. They've got um, they've got Pasternak in the pipeline. Guys who haven't turned pro yet. They've got uh, Seneshin. They've got Jake DeBrusque. They've got Jesse Gabriel. They've got uh, Danton Heinen, who's a-, a great college player. Plus Vetrano and Griffith. And they've got close. guys yep. knocking on the door at the AHL level. So they've got designs on having young wingers come up and make an impact, but they have to know that those guys aren't all going to hit. And what, of that group I just mentioned, if two of them, if one of them is a top six forward, then awesome. right? Because the success rate for these guys, it's not it's it's not particularly high. So. Especially
2: here, it seems, <laughs> right, <laughs> to be exactly. honest.
0: They'll have a cup of coffee, they'll be a flash in the pan, and then they'll be somewhere else. Then they'll anyway. get waved. For nothing. Yeah,
1: right, yeah. if Frank Petrano and Seth Griffith become good third line players, you got to be happy with that. But that doesn't mean they're going to take Louis Erickson's place. You know what? What is their long term winger plan? It's it's bad to be in cap hell, but it's also bad to not have wingers to play with Krejci and Bergeron. That's the so. and that that feeds into the whole trade Tuca line of thinking too, or trade Char line of thinking. Because
0: for so long, it's I feel crazy to say this because I grew up a hockey fan in Boston. I'm about to say. Bruins fans don't know what it's like to not have great goaltending, and when I grew up in the '90s, I was like, "Man, if only they could get their hands on a great goaltender, then, then what a difference it would make." But I think that Bruins fans are used to not having to worry about their wingers because, oh well, they, they've got they've got Nathan Horton. Well, what happens if Nathan Horton gets hurt? Well, they've got Rich Peverly. That that's not the case right right now you know and right. not that Rich Paverly was this amazing star player he was a pretty good uh, traded line pickup uh, speaking
1: of the traded line but not to they, mention in this chair Joey Mac has said they're not going to extend Brad Marchand so you throw that in ridiculous statement
2: mix. ridiculous statement yeah still. you guys want to
1: make fun of Joey yeah.
2: Mac this whole time
1: well, it's uh, just all right, that was a hot take I'm not going to make fun of that that I've got two hours of discussion but well that, that's
0: the the thing and I don't think that he was. I don't think he was doing that to, to be troll a troll or anything. Yeah, troll. I think, I think, he really I think that. That, that he's presenting the possibility um, and crazier things have happened. I think that he that, that part of what uh, gave life to that argument is the thought that we're not going to overpay anymore for guys. We're not going to give guys huge contracts. Uh, I don't know how Joey Mac feels about Marshand as a player if he would give Marshand a ton of money. But I think that—and I don't want to put words in his mouth— I think that, that he feels that the Bruins don't want to throw huge, huge dollars at, uh, at guys the, the way they are. Which, uh, at this point, I should answer a, uh, a Twitter follower's question of, is there any possibility that the Bruins are going to make a bunch of moves to clear the, the, the decks for Stamkos? And although Claude would probably have a heart attack uh, out of happiness if that happened, because he and Stamkos are, are biffles— uh, no, I don't think that that's
1: that that's going to happen you know if if Erickson wants seven years and fifty million, of course I think you've, you've got to trade him or, or let him go yeah uh, that's that's fine, but if they won't go to five and thirty, they're overreacting in my opinion. I think they overreacted after the cup beer and didn't spend to the cap and maybe go as aggressively as they could have at some deadlines. Then they had the cap problems now they're overreacting the other way. they don't want to pay anybody. they want to be so careful. And in the meantime, this team has won 8 of 12. You're, you're ready to trade one of your 320-goal scores at the deadline? I, I, this is going to be an awkward couple of days in an Eastern Conference that's wide open.
0: Texter says, trade Erickson, too fragile, not enough grit. Texter, I invite you to never text in again.
2: I don't know. Uh, that might be an ironic text. They spelled Erickson wrong. Oh, so okay. either they're an idiot or they're being ironic.
0: <laughs> well, they, they they used two ellipses, and the the first the second one was enough dots. The th- the first was two, four dots instead of three. And I know that's a, when I'm trying to do the Seinfeld 2000 type of speak.
2: You do like six dots. You do like
0: six dots or two, oh, two dots drives
2: me crazy, though.
1: <laughs> when you go under. Half in, half out. It's yeah, like it's a half Bruins
0: measure. State. It's like the
2: it's Bruins. It's soft rebuild. Does anybody believe that Samkos is going anywhere but Toronto next year? Why?
0: I, this is two days in a row I've almost sworn on the yeah, radio. I might take the why field would versus he, Toronto. I, why would he go to Toronto?
2: I don't know. Because he'll get all the money in the world there, but he's
0: gonna rot there in every all that media. And I, it's like I'm, it's like they're bad people. They're not bad people. I like them all, but there's gonna be so many people every day being like, "So why were you guys bad again?" (laughs) And he's gonna have to not say, "Because I'm the only player on the team. It's me and Nylander, and that is it." They've I'm imagining in this scenario they've already traded Matthews
2: possibly, (laughs) right?
0: And Austin Matthews. At this point, they probably already traded like JVR or something like that, which, uh, yeah.
2: But some people just like the idea of going somewhere and being the guy and the savior. And And he's not that anymore. Especially in in the hometown of Toronto. Like that would be for him to win there, if that were to ever happen, would be like the greatest achievement that he could probably possibly think of in his head.
0: Yeah, but it's a good point that you raised because. When you say he can go there and be the savior and be the guy, well, you'd think, well, what what the hell is he in in Tampa? But he really isn't that anymore. Well, they've stacked the deck around him in Tampa pretty much. I think that the Lightning feel, and again, I'll preface this by saying this isn't informed. No one in the Lightning told me this, but I think that they feel so cocky and confident in the scouting, in the drafting, in the player development of that team that they're like, you know what? We could lose Stamkos, and we could, st- and with the money that we'd save, we could still be able to to make a, a run. Speaking of money and saving it, and the cap as it relates to the Bruins, I think that to your point, Ken, people also don't consider that. All right, if you trade, uh, if if you trade Erickson and you free up that cap space, well, now you're fine because you have cap space. Because really, you, you
2: got to replace that right. that spot. Like and that I, costs I can money. think of a lot
0: of teams that have cap space and <laughs> they're
2: not they're good. not
0: good. And that's a good point, Pete. You save some money on Erickson. You don't just get four and a quarter million dollars. You don't get six because you didn't sign him to six. Right. You you free up realistically what three and a quarter because as, as you said, Pete, guys cost money. Can't stress that enough. It's not like like I remember uh, my buddy Mike used to give the Bruins guff for for re-signing Jordan Caron. He's like, why'd you go give Jordan Caron eight hundred thousand dollars because he costs eight hundred thousand yeah. dollars? It's the cheapest possible way to fill a roster spot.
1: And do elite wingers want to sign here. I mean, they've they've and maybe Stamkos loves Claude and he would want to. Uh, you know, they've got what do you want to play sign wing? Here. Yeah, I don't know. Like yeah. in this system, maybe this is part of the problem. The perception of Claude's system. Maybe why I uh, don't know why I'm saying. But you know, what, out, if there's any person who
0: believes, uh, you know what? Screw the perception about Claude and how he suffocates great offensive players. We would make it work. I think Stamkos would be the the one guy. He would. Claude, man, Claude visited him in the hospital. You gotta you gotta keep this in mind. When uh, when Dougie Hamilton accidentally <laughs> sent Stamkos into that net, and what did he, was he break his leg? Something like that?
2: Uh, it was, yeah, it was like Tibula or something like yeah, that yeah. where he hit the goalpost.
0: And it cost him the Olympics. Uh, Claude went to see him in the hospital because those those two, they're, they're best buds. Um, well, that's great. I mean, if I,
1: Kevin Durant's coming here for the Celtics and Stamkos is coming for the Bruins, then we're all overreacting to... Right, yeah, I've actually, I've actually also
0: heard that Cam Newton is willing to be a backup for Tom Brady <laughs> for a couple years and then take over for him.
2: What you were talking about earlier, I feel like there's an obsession with fans that they want to have money, the, like cap money, for whatever reason, like just in case someone great pops up that the Bruins can sign, but like newsflash, great players don't go to free agency very often.
0: Not anymore, yes, man. I don't even need to be here. You guys are both making such great points. Uh, that is so true. Who is, this is a trivia question. Let's see how quickly you can get it. Who is the last franchise-altering player mm. who became a free agent and then took that team to a Stanley Cup victory as the guy? Let's see if you can think this far back. Marion Hossa? Nope. Not with Chicago? I don't know. They he he was not the centerpiece he, of that he team. Was, he
1: wasn't a centerpiece, but he was clearly a factor. I, I don't know. Think of recent Stanley Cup
0: pieces. Think of who their best player was.
1: Hmm. Hmm.
0: I give up. That's right. It's in your own backyard, guys. Zdeno, Zdeno Chara. Chara. Oh wow. Okay. Uh, That's what I was. Uh, that figuring. doesn't happen anymore, right? That doesn't happen anymore. Where in six point? What what was it at the time? I think. I think his first deal with the Bruins was something like six million dollars, which. In those days, what was it, 2006, uh, 2007, somewhere around there, that was huge, huge money, and the the Bruins were the team that went out and got him. but Stamkos would be one of those guys. I don't think he's coming to Boston, but Chara was that guy, and to your point, Pete, I don't think that people understand that these guys don't grow on trees and that every year there isn't... like. People say, oh, you, you could re- replace Erickson with someone better in free agency. That's the old call-up-someone-from-providence argument. Yeah. Who? Which Which guy? Which, which great sniper, because Erickson doesn't have enough grit and doesn't score enough goals, which grittier guy who scores more than Louis Erickson, who, by the way, also impacts the game in all the other ways Erickson does, is going to be there in free agency? I'm fine if they don't want to sign him. I'm fine if they want to trade him for a big package but let's not kid ourselves and say that signing Erickson doesn't make you a better team and that letting him walk or that if you let him walk How high would you he's go? so easily replaceable what would be your max contract 5 years times 575 that's been my thing
1: all like along. five for 29 Five, 528.5 what have you said 6 years or 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 nothing
0: you could do like 6 years 5 and a quarter then i like that because now you're getting into kind of beluski territory not to compare the two players at all but it's like, all right, more years than you might deserve or more years than we might want you on, but it's such a
1: low-cap hit that, that why the heck not? How about you, Pete? I mean, I feel like if the, if it goes to a certain limit, I don't blame the Bruins for not... You can't. I don't blame them right now for crush, thinking the way right. that they think. I right. think
0: that it might be wrong, but I could see how Sweeney and Neely could arrive at this conclusion of in five years when um, when Frank Vitrano is one of the best left wings in the NHL because, you know, you project... So optimistically with these players, it's hard not to. Yeah. Um, but in, in in five years, when Vitrano is this elite player, and when Jake Dubrowski is a top six winger, and Senishin and Pasternak are both stars, and they're already making big money on their second deals, why do we want Louis Erickson taking up a spot? That's just pie in the sky thinking, though. That's it's not going to happen.
2: Five or six years would make me uncomfortable for Louis. I, I I've said since the beginning that I want. Like a three or four year deal, and apparently that's not going to happen. But would so. you do
0: what it would take to do it? Would you give him like seven million dollars a year to, or six and a half on a
2: four year deal or three year deal to? For like three, t- three six and a half, I'd probably do it.
0: Yeah, I think I I would too. Um, I was talking to to someone in the hockey world uh, has nothing to do who has nothing to do with the Bruins, and I was saying, why wouldn't Erickson take six and a half? For three years, thinking that as long as the cap goes up, I'm just going to get another deal. I'll have to maybe do shorter deals, but if the cap goes up, maybe I'm still getting six-year or six million dollar deals
1: after that. Yeah, but you just can't bake on that, and you want the security. So, a couple bizarre things yesterday. One, Erickson reportedly uh, Dallas could be one of the teams that's interested in acquiring him if the Bruins sell Erickson's but which is the team that you reported he wanted out of there? That doesn't yes. seem. Reasonable he at he, all. Told, he told me on the record, wow.
0: with the recorder on, I wanted to leave there. Uh, yeah, he made no lie about but it.
2: I wonder if it was uh, I want to get out of there because I've been there so long and they stink type of deal. That's
0: a good point because they were bad. <laughs> and, I changed my mind. Right. I mean, he and the team he went to. Not that he had said trade me to Boston right now, but you were you're in a losing situation. Sure, you wear an A, but you're in a losing situation and a team comes along with a trade and says, hey, you want to go to the Eastern Conference uh, champion? Then yeah. you're like... Right, they were coming off the cup final of loss. Of course. Still, right, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, that's a good point. Maybe he'd want to go back there um, for a potential run at a cup. And also, if he goes back there, he doesn't have to stay too long. It's, it's a couple months, Rental. right? Yeah. And okay.
1: Well, maybe. I just think from Louie's point of view, he's become a really good player here. I, I, this yeah. seems to work for him. Sometimes That's... the grass isn't always greener. Why yes. wouldn't he take a little bit? Why wouldn't he compromise a little bit to stay here in a good spot for him? Then the other weird part is you've got these reports about the Bruins. Okay, they might sell Louie, but they might add a rental themselves. Mikhail Bodker? That is bizarre. Why Why would you yeah. trade Louie and then add
0: everything what, that you've...
1: And if you add
0: Bodker, I'm assuming you're trying to sign him, right? Is it, I think he's a restricted free agent, isn't he? Oh, is he, he's okay. either restricted or a UFA, and he. there were reports earlier in the season that he wanted $6 million a year, which uh, someone has since reported that's not true, which I would hope it's not true, because no, not a $6 million a year player? Mikael Bodker. He, um, he's
1: a UFA, actually, according to... Okay.
0: He's a UFA. So, like, so, so you're no, trading one problem don't. for another. And
1: that's your soft rebuild personified. You know, you, you've got all these things behind the scene. We're going to trade... Uh, you know, Boychuk. We're gonna trade, uh, Dougie Hamilton. We've got all these picks coming in. Yet we're gonna bring in Jimmy Hayes, and we're gonna s- trade two picks for Conley, and we're gonna sign Bolesky, and okay, we're gonna trade Louie, but we're gonna bring back Mikhail Bodker. It's it's a very I hate it's a stuff like that. To, you know, it's a, it's a magician's redirect or something. We're Somebody not, we're not the, rebuilding here. We're bringing in. Yeah, Hayes. I
2: hate that. Somebody in the live chat just asked, uh, would would you trade Tori Karuk for two two first uh first round picks today, and Two questions. Why would they trade Tory Krug, the Bruins stink on defense? Yes. And two, would Tory Krug get two first round picks today?
0: Uh, I don't think he would get two first round picks. Would I trade him for two first round picks? Yes, I would. And uh Pete, you've known me for a long time. Ken, we're, we're I don't know if you, you you know me well enough to know this. I might be the definitive Tory Krug guy. Oh, really? It's like tall and short defenseman. Chara. You're, you're yeah, a Chara, Chara guy. First, it's either super tall or super <laughs> short defenseman for whatever reason. I'm extremes. drawn to them. No, I, I think that that Krug is the ultimate character guy, and I know that advanced stats people scoff at things like that. But Krug, I think that if a if a rebuilding team were to trade for Tory Krug, that they would they should slap a C on him. I think that he wow. is. Yeah, and I've said all along that uh, once Chris Kelly's A opens up, I would give it to to Krug over Marchand because A, he hasn't been there for all the glory days, so he's got a bit of, of hunger to him. And B, I think that he sets such a good example for both his peers and the guys who are younger than him. So I think that Krug is a very valuable part of the team. I think that uh, again, now people are used to having a good power play. They would forget how bad it might get if they got rid of Krug, but if you get a big price for Krug, who's an RFA, then
1: I would not have have him untouchable. Well, Dougie got a first in two seconds. Right. So would Krug get two firsts? I- no. I-, I doubt it. it no. pretty high. He's- but if you could get something huge
0: for him, or if you could package him with Ericsson to a contending team and eat some of Ericsson's money, then now you're looking at maybe getting something huge. One thing that I think I put it, I, I I wrote an intentionally bad speculative thing because I always make fun of people who speculate and act like they're reporting stuff, so I made it clear, no one has told me any of these things, I'm just speculating. Uh, call up the Jets, offer Krug, and maybe something else for, uh, for Jacob Truba. The hmm. Jets have too many right shot defensemen, they need left shot defensemen. Truba might have a higher ceiling than Krug, and he's going to They're probably going to cost you around the same money right now, but uh, Truba might be a guy who can handle bigger, tougher minutes than Krug down the line. So maybe something like that. Uh, But I'm holding on to Krug unless I can really get someone special in exchange for him. All right, uh, we're going to be back. Uh, We see the calls beginning to line up. Uh, Louis JP, Don, Cam, we see you all on there. No, just kidding. Those guys aren't coming up. But uh, we do have some callers who will be up next on Sunday Skate
3: you know what it really boils down to is, is what people are prepared to pay and you would think they'll get a first round pick and, and a, a fair to middle in prospect but with andrew ladd potentially on the market um perhaps eric stall uh, Mikhail bodker from the arizona Coyotes, there, there may be as many sellers of, of these guys as the, our buyers, and maybe not all of them are going to get a first round pick in a poster.
0: That is Robert McKenzie, better known around these parts as Bobby Mack. Uncle Bob. Uncle Bob. Bobbo McKenzo. <laughs> <laughs> I, was just thinking, I don't like, think <laughs> that he approves that, that nickname. <laughs> what if we just like riffed on that for this entire segment? Like. <laughs> Old B to the M, A, C, K, E, N, Z, I, E, (laughs) Bob McKenzie. That was Bob McKenzie talking about the, uh, the forwards who could be out there. And I'm only half kidding when I say this. How many Western Conference teams do you think saw Andrew Ladd get traded to the Blackhawks and then think, like,
2: nah, "Nah, we're okay, I like our chances. Well,
1: like we, we were in on Erickson before, but we're not going to invest in this season. Yeah, they're a force. I mean, for a while it looked like L.A. Were, was going to add the two guys from Edmonton. That trade fell through and went yeah. elsewhere. You would think there's pressure, though, in Dallas to, to compete with the Star Wars here, right, and St. Yeah. Louis, too, and there are a bunch of teams, so...
2: Well, I think the the lad trade is was a turnoff for Western Conference teams for two reasons. Because one, the Blackhawks got better. Yes, and the second reason is it costs a lot to get him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like they, they probably see that price and like Dano's going to be a really good player. He's like pretty much already a really good player. Right. Yeah. Uh, and, and a first.
0: Yeah, but I think that the, the Blackhawks trading a first round pick, they're like. We're all gonna be good for the next fifteen you, years, right? Yeah, all <laughs> so. of our
1: picks work out anyway. Like, all right? We signed Pinarin for nothing. Uh, they got Fleischman and Weiss. I don't know if you think that'll help them, but it's you know it's a couple extra.
0: I lo- I get we need to come up with players that I don't like, uh, but I, I love Dale Weiss. Mm. I'm a I'm a Weiss guy, and now he's gonna go win a cup, and that's gonna help his stock. And again, who do you want to pay big money to as a uh, free agent? third liner Matt Belusky or Dale Weiss because maybe Dale Weiss ends up getting quite a bit of money and uh Bileski, I would say probably offers more than than Weiss does
1: but yeah I'm a I'm a Dale Weiss guy well, well I, Bob McKenzie not only mentioned Bodker to the Bruins but wasn't he the one that dropped Chris Russell's name as well as they were in on Russell with that I don't know if it was Bob or Darren Drager yeah
2: I'll take a hard pass on Chris Russell
1: an extremely hard pass. Unless it's a fourth-round pick I, or something. No. I, I
2: do like the idea of Bodker coming here just so I can hear people try to pronounce his name Right on sports radio.
1: Yes.
0: That uh, Bodker guy. Right. Oh, I'm sure they would call him, like, Bodker or Bedeker or something. Um, what's Gale's last name? Is it Bedeker in Breaking Bad?
2: Mm. Uh, something like that. Gale Bedeker, I
0: think. Yeah, they'll, they'll call him Bedeker. Um, we call him Fred. Fred, good morning. Oh, baby.
3: Hey, Ken, Pete, DJ, morning. Hi. How you doing, Freddie? Good, good, good. You know, DJ, I can't believe...
0: I don't you know, know, Ken, one, or Fred, let me know.
3: I can't believe... I'm the one from Cal Hampshire, you know, and the Donald Trump-Jerry Springer um, ticket that I talked about earlier, you had, a, you were confused on why that was. I mean, have you seen Jerry Springer show? Have you seen Donald Trump talk? Yes. I mean, really. And you know, Steve Wilco will be Secretary of State. And Murray, because he does a DNA tests, he'll be the Surgeon General. So, so
0: tell yes. me, Fred, where did Steve Wilkos come from? Because I remember suddenly that show started to come on, and we're like, wait, no He's one explain. He's, He's a guy f- Jerry Springer show. He was the what? An ex cop. I know that he was the next was a cop bodyguard. god. It's all he ever talks about. <laughs> but, but
3: he was a bodyguard.
0: He was the Steve, bald guy? Steve Will- yeah. He
3: went Will- on the Jerry Springer show.
0: Don't, but but Fred, don't you think that his act is a little old? I mean, every guy, he brings in a guy is like, this guy was mean to his wife. This guy was mean to his kids. I don't care what you did, buddy. I'm a former <laughs> cop. I'm not afraid to kick your ass. Isn't that pretty much Steve Wilkos in a nutshell? Oh, it's
3: amazing. This. These shows are making money. That's what I'm talking about. Listen to Donald Trump talk; it's right up the alley. Well, there's also Judge mean,
0: Alex, who's like, "Dude, your name's Alex. Like, we're 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 not
1: afraid of you."
3: Anyways, uh, and speaking of DNA test, I, uh, they don't need one for Tuca's dad, huh?
2: What's that? Oh, Tuca's dad. Tuka's yes, Spitting image. I mean, yes. Yeah, A lot of them. Rock and Soul Patch and, too.
3: And I like I like to hear all the Tuca haters uh, call in. This week,
0: I'd like to uh, hear him I mean, too. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. What you got? He's got a nine five one save percentage over his last five games.
3: And after that, the the week that was. But anyways, the turning point of this year, it's the Bergeron fight and the Pasta penalty shot. You know that Pasta penalty shot it No, the, which well, one? Which one? The one he had <laughs> uh, the other <laughs> uh, at the four minute mark. And nothing ever goes wrong or is bad for the Bruins when it's, uh, there's a four in it. Okay. Erickson. <laughs>
0: that's Alex, That's good.
3: Don't don't um, go anymore in the four years with Erickson. Um, how about Jordan Ember- Eberle in uh, Edmonton? He's three years younger. He's an unrestricted free agent. He's a right wing.
0: I don't think he's an unrestricted free agent. I think he's got... Two, three more years. There'd six, be a lot year? more chatter
2: about him if he was an under restricted free right, yeah. agent of the year. The site I went on, it said UFA next to
3: his
0: name. What site? was I'll double
2: it? check it, but yeah, that's that's wrong. No, he's uh, he's locked up at six per year until uh, 2018, 2019.
0: Yeah, okay. So that, that that's what I thought. Um, I, I wouldn't be opposed to going after. I mean, if you get rid of Erickson, you've got a that's that's a point that we'll get to later. Um, if you get rid of Erickson, you've got to bring in another good wing. you got to find a way to
1: do it. Pete, you, you believe in this team, don't you? Would, would you ride Louie out? Just keep him if they can't resign him. What if he wants five or six years? Would you just keep him?
3: Um, No, I'd get, get, get something for him. Ugh. Just because... Let me
2: down. You, you think this team is good enough to keep him and ri- ride it out?
3: Yeah, I think...
2: I, they, uh, I, I don't... Bring
3: up... Well, you know, they're... If by any
0: chance the the Capitals all, like, get sick or something and fall apart and don't destroy you in the playoffs... They already lost Carlson for a month. Then you okay. are going to get annihilated by the Blackhawks or... That's fine. ...any Western it, Conference. It, it, I, know, it, I know that you'd say, oh, they made it back to Stanley Cup Finals. I know, but realistically, like, even in the most optimistic uh, projections... There is no scenario in which this Bruins team is a Stanley Cup team.
3: Yeah, hey, they've said hey. uh, the, the Los Angeles um, Kings, yes? when they, they just squeaked into the playoffs, Did, were you saying they're going to win the Stanley Cup? Were you saying yeah. they weren't going to lose a game to the finals? There you go. You no Fred. doubt.
0: That? I I, that boy, Fred. I swear. I swear. Huh? Who, when who when they were that? down 3 0 to the Sharks, I tweeted, so who. So is there anyone who doesn't think the blo- the Kings are going to win the Stanley Cup? I swear to God, I tweeted that. And then when they won, they came back in that series. They won the Stanley Cup. Puck Daddy had a story about a guy who, when they were down three nothing, bet like a thousand dollars that the that the Kings were going to win the Stanley Cup, and now that guy's set for life. What the hell was I doing? I'm over here tweeting. I couldn't make him money, Fred. Can you, you believe have, this? You didn't have $1,000 to
2: that's, put down. I didn't have $1,000. <laughs> I can
0: guarantee you I did not have $1,000 to put down at that time.
3: That, that's what that UNH education gets you anyway. That's <laughs> right, baby. Is, is, is the um, is it the uh, salary cap going up $12 million? I heard that
2: the other well, day. $12 no. no. Fred, your lot. sources. Is,
3: is, well, I mean, I hear these things. Maybe it's... Uh, it's the house I live in. <laughs> you know, I love it. I, last thing, I'm gonna get go for a GoFundMe page to get a suite for the bees' dads throughout the playoffs. There's no way we can lose.
0: That would be pretty rad. Suite. Take care, guys. Thanks. Right, You're the you best, buddy. Fred. Talk to you later. Uh, Going
2: awesome up by stuff, 12 million. That'd be that'd be the, something. Then you free know agency <laughs> would be a bonanza. <laughs> the
0: Bruins and Louis Erickson have agreed to a a three year, thirty six million dollar contract because they can afford it.
2: Somebody no. on the text line says Tuca looks good now. Wait till they play Montreal. I, I don't think this person has watched hockey at all this year.
0: Uh, so they're done with the season series no, I, with Montreal. I, no, I know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh,
2: and if you've watched Montreal, you're not scared of them. And Tuca has played well against Montreal this year, with the exception of the right. Winter Classic.
1: Yeah, I'm We're, gonna get crushed for this, but let me. I'll make it anyway. I thought Fred would be on my side, but let's just say they can't extend Louis, and they keep him. This team. As you said, Tuca's playing great. Yeah, Marchand's having a career year. They Bergeron's ha- Bergeron. They're 26-12-3 against the East. They've won 8-12. of 12. Yes. They have the third line coming along. Spooner's having a great year, right? Great yep. development year. Would be awesome to see he and Poster not get into yep. the playoffs. And you prove. sold yourself
0: short there with the, the Eastern Conference record because they are winning at an even better clip against Eastern Conference playoff teams.
1: Yeah, we'll see. Now, I got four games left with Tampa and Florida, so those will be big. Yep. All that, plus 320 goal i the East is open. If you keep Louis, there's a value in, even if you lose him at the end of the year, the experience you get, not to mention the playoff gate, getting in and letting this team develop a little bit, and take that from there, and next year when you've got Sinician and some of these other guys coming up, you've got a core in place that's been developed and has a little bit more veteran punch to them I I mean that's a good point because I mean for all the great players that they have or the great
0: young players I should say that they've accumulated in Edmonton when there's nothing to when there's no kind of motor to it when there's nothing pushing it ahead then you can end up skating in circles for a long time I I really think there is something to getting guys playoff experience and if you keep Erickson if you get rid of Erickson maybe you, you still make the playoffs and you lose in the I first round. I think you round. would, yeah. You'd make yeah. it, and you'd,
1: you'd be one and done.
0: And you'd be one and done. But if you keep Erickson, then, I mean, I still think if, if somehow, say you finish second or third, and Tampa, for example, goes on a run and takes the top spot, even right now with the moves that the Panthers have made, are the Panthers better now? Sure. Did they get a great defenseman at the deadline? No, they got like the worst defenseman ever. Right. at the deadline, Luongo's
1: still in debt. He's got playoff creepiness in his background. I'm not saying he's going to crumble. Awesome though.
2: Yeah, he's. Uh, I I don't think that if you trade Eriksson and you get NHL ready defensive help right now, I don't think you're a one and done necessarily. That's a good, yeah,
0: that's a good point. If if you still go out and get somebody on the back end, which they're they're trying to do, that's yeah, that's a good point. So Chris Russell, that would be your no. <laughs> I. Do, <laughs> I don't want to make this joke cuz it's insensitive but you know when uh when who is it uh Jan says to Michael that he has to bring Toby for the negotiation and he's like hey I'd rather kill myself. and everyone's <laughs> like Michael, like that 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 was my reaction to to when you just said Chris Russell.
1: Not to mention you could still try to sign Louis in the offseason if you really wanted to. If you had a good run and you went into negotiations and you said, "Hey, Louie, we, we just had this nice run. We were unexpected. We were a story in the NHL playoffs. Right. We won a couple rounds. Yeah, I mean, heck, if they won the East, they should skate with the Wales Trophy. That would be incredible. You yeah, know? Uh, you're right. They're not going to win a cup, but I do think sometimes you've got to keep the assets. Sometimes there's a value yeah. in that. Well, I, one I, last last thought, and we can get to this in uh, one of the coming blocks. Um,
0: you mentioned." this is a good spot for Erickson. He might want to stay. I think that as far as even if Erickson walks, I think that it's in his best interest to finish the season, not with a contending team or a a different team making a potential Stanley cup playoff run, but it's staying right here because there's no, there's no adjustment period. If he, that, that he would experience if he goes somewhere else. And when he adjusted to Boston uh, a few years ago, before he even got hurt, He was kind of murky. He wasn't putting up huge points right away. So uh, I think it's in his best interest for his next contract to finish out this season in Boston, finish with somewhere around 30 goals, and then cash that check, whether it's here or elsewhere. All right. On the other end, we have a special guest. Uh, We'll also uh, continue to get to your calls. Uh, Maria, among uh, many others, we will get to you. But a very special guest who may or may not be Joey Mack. It's going to be Joey Mack. We're going to talk to him next on Sunday Skate.
3: I mean, I hear
0: these things. Maybe it's uh, the house I live in. Sunday skate. When's the show on? It's on Sundays, Kate. Right. Good old Bob McKenzie. Yeah. Um. Joey Mac is not. With us yet because he doesn't have the number. So in the meantime, uh, we are going to talk to our other best friend, Maria in Watertown. Good morning, Maria.
4: Hey guys, how are you this morning? I'm outstanding. Hey, um, I have to very quickly um, because I'm, I'm going to lead into some of my points with this. I have to very quickly give props to my son um, who surprised you. me with a. Abu- <laughs> I consider you my Thank you, son, DJ. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um.
4: He upgraded our seats for as a little birthday surprise for me on Wednesday night, so I was able to see up close and personal all of the good, bad, and the ugly with respect to the Boston Bruins. So that leads me into the whole Louis Erickson talk. Brad Marchand and Patrice Bergeron need a real winger to play on the line with them. Brett Connolly, to me, and Elizabeth he can't play.
0: That's my buddy Mike.
4: <laughs> He looks lost. Jonan Kampainen looks lost. They both look like deer in the headlights when they're out there and you're seeing these plays like evolve and happen. So that leads me to Louis. I really think that it would be a big mistake on the part of the Bruins to sign Louis for a five or six year deal just from the standpoint of. The, the fan base and the PR blowback that's going to occur. The other thing is if you but, don't...
0: But I'm sorry, Maria, just to quickly interrupt on that. Ryan Lambert said it last on our uh, show last year. Who cares what the fans think? And I know that, that the fans are very oh, important. They, oh, they, are you
4: going to wind me up again about that? <laughs> I'm sorry, and I know that you guys <laughs> spend the money. The and, Maria,
0: I'm not saying that, that you're... that I mean, you're obviously one of the smarter fans, but uh, I think that they shouldn't be afraid of blowback that they get from fans and stuff because... Things get criticized that often end up being smart. I mean, people hated the Andrew Ferent signing. If they survived
2: in. last summer, they'll survive. Right, anything. they're not afraid of anything.
4: But but you know what? You finally have an asset. I think, and and it's been a while since I recall the Bruins being in such a position that you have an asset as Louis is right now, mm-hmm. given the season that he's having, that can bring you back some value, and you have some major flaws. On this team,
2: I can remember the last time that happened It was last year when they had Carl Soderberg and well, they didn't trade him.
0: That's what I was going to say. The reason they don't have that asset usually is because it was Shirelli's practice to sign the player before they got to their walk year. He did that with Chara, did it with Bergeron, did it with did it with Seidenberg. So probably did it with too many people. But, uh, no,
4: but I don't I don't put Louis in the category of Bergeron and Chara. Louis is a good player. Don't get me wrong. I appreciate. Everything he does, what he does, he does very quietly, very skillfully. But I'm, well what I'm saying is, in, in, in my mind, I think that signing him five or six years is not the right way to go. If you can start a, quote-unquote, soft rebuild with him, um, you need to do that because if he walks and you get nothing in return, then Cam Neely and Don Sweeney and Peter Shirelli. You have nothing, nothing left from the Sagan trade. And you guys were all in that room when you made that decision. And I almost think that you have to do something to get something back for him rather than let him walk. Now, I would say, what is it that you're going to give me back? Okay, fine. If it's not worthy of that, then I'll eat crow and swallow my pride as a fan And leave the management of the team to them. But I don't think they can just let him walk if you know that you can't sign him for terms that you know you can work with for your future. Does that make any sense?
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm open to trading him as long as A, you get something big, and B, you consider. I mean, you mentioned that trading Erickson would be part of a soft rebuild, and I agree with that. But I think the people also snooze on the fact that. Keeping Erickson would also be part of a soft rebuild. Like keeping Erickson allows you to say, All right, we're gonna have David Pasternak on the ice a lot and we're not afraid of him turning the puck over because he's got one of the most defensive uh defensively responsible players on the in the world on his line. So But
4: I, what would you keep him for, DJ? I guess is my question. What would again, you again
0: What I would do, and I know that I don't love the fifth year, and I understand why the Bruins don't want to give it to him, but I would do five times five, seven, five. It's not a lot of money, and you have the player. I just think that for the next two to three years, having Erickson is so important to trying to contend with. I mean, the Canadians are going to be better next year. The Canadians aren't. You're not going to have another season like this.
4: Buffalo is nothing to snooze at. Buffalo
0: is going to be better. Ottawa is going to be better. Like the East is going to get better. I don't know if taking a step back right now is the the right way to combat that. The yeah, thing yeah, is,
2: yeah. is if you keep Erickson, what's your plan for going into next year? How do you get a defenseman? Because this right, defense right. is not defenseman? good enough. Right.
4: That's right. It's not right. It's horrible. This team, if it makes it to you know round two or round three. They're going to get smoked. As far as I'm concerned, the, the Chicago Blackhawks are winning back-to-back Stanley Cups. I want to be you bet the Chicago bippy. Blackhawks of the Eastern Conference. That's what I want the Bruins but the thing is, to do.
0: How do you how do you do that? Everybody wants you, you, to you be the Blackhawks of their conference. To, you get Duncan Keith to take the most ridiculously team-friendly contract, and then you can pay other guys huge around him. And yeah, the Bruins have that with Patrice Bergeron. He's on a an absurdly low contract, but the, the Blackhawks... It's wishful thinking to, to I hope. I know,
4: I know. I'm greedy. I like to dream. You know, a girl's got to have dreams. Um,
0: That's my motto. <laughs>
4: just a quick, quick, quick thing regarding the Pittsburgh Penguins game, because sitting sitting it. that close was phenomenal. But I have to tell you, Sidney Crosby is a disgrace. <laughs> wow. He's a, so good. No, he's a disgrace. And, and I'll, I will tell you why he's a disgrace. Because of his facial hair? For him is Sidney Crybaby Crosby. <laughs> He got into a scrum with Adam McQuaid behind the net. Oh no! Of
0: course, he's a crybaby. And
4: he gave he gave as good as he got. He yapped at the officials all the way back to the bench. He yapped at the official throughout the TV timeout, and then Michael O'Connell is reaming Mike Sullivan. I was gonna say reaming out um, the official. I don't understand why they didn't raise their arm and give him an unsportsmanlike conduct. And then after his whining and yapping, the Penguins folded like a deck of cards. How is that team leadership? How is that leadership?
0: I mean, it's leadership do they the same to way that, with that. Well, I mean, not to compare the two players, but they are very great players
2: in one another's league. You know who whines a lot. Tom Brady. Tom Brady whines a lot. And you know why he does that. it? Because he can and because, because it works a lot can. of the time.
0: Right, yeah, exactly. So it's similar. I mean, you may not, not like it, but that's that's I kind of the like way it, it is.
4: I, I just it to me it's it's very unbecoming of an NHL player. I know it happens in other sports. I don't see a lot of it. But, Claude
0: whines I mean, a lot. I'm just thinking the guys off the top of my head. Claude, yeah.
4: You think Claude whines a lot?
2: Oh,
0: Pete. Pete has made a I, career he out whines of whines in his Claude, head more than he whines. I probably,
2: totally. I probably wouldn't classify it as whining. But he but, yells. Pete. Yeah, and he I mean, I, disagrees. I working, yes.
4: Yeah, in the refs and stuff. And and the other thing is, um, which was a funny thing, I saw a replay, um, last night of a goal during the uh the uh, Dallas Rangers game that was called back on Dallas and. I thought Lindy Ruff was going to take the sticky had in his hands and just beat the officials. He was ballistic, and rightfully so. I don't know why the goal was called back, but it was clearly a goal. And they, they need to in the off season, They need to address why they're getting these calls wrong and, and whether or not they do need to put more cameras in arenas or in the nets because this was atrocious. I'm
0: man, oh, man, good. oh, man. All right, uh, we've got to hit a break. Uh, Maria, thank you so much for the call. Lovely talking to you as always. Have a good one. We'll talk to you next week. A lot of great points from Maria, as always, uh, on Louie. And uh, we'll continue the Louis discussion uh, next on Sunday Skate.